Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 188. We're going to talk about coaching reaction and how valuable and important our understanding of that can be. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And as always, take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save an additional 20% on what's already a very affordable, high-end, top-of-the-line piece of equipment, and it also helps to support the podcast at the same time. Also, if you can, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. It's $5, 10 or $20 a month. Coach Don and I have talked now for several months. Um, we have slowly but surely been creeping up on that break-even point. We would like to get another dozen or so of you to come on board and see if we can't push that over to the, where this podcast actually is in the black from a month-to-month perspective. Um, that would be a really cool thing if we can do that. I really do appreciate the support of our sponsors and patrons. But the only way that this podcast is going to keep going forever is if we get more people to come on board. So go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, we all know that the coach sets the tone. Yes. The the, the attitude and perspective and demeanor and just all those things that a coach brings to the table. It's like the the gas pedal. Are we pushing hard? Are we easing off? Are we driving with the floored and the and the engine's revved up and it's it's in the red are we cruising along nice and calm nice and peaceful Keep the rpms down kind of in the middle where we're kind of revving the engine a little bit and then we're kind of calming it back down what i want us to talk about is the, the reality of our situation when we're coaching and uh, i think we have two predominant areas and two predominant uh, descriptions of what coaches do and then I think we have a third option, which is the one we want to talk about, but I think it's the one that very few of us ever use if we've ever used it. So option number one is just a good old-fashioned reaction. Something happens and you react. Your demeanor stays the same. You're still on that even keel. Your attitude, your approach, your blood pressure, all those things stay pretty much the same. So how do you feel when you're playing in a game and your coach reacts? Right. And so I want you to think about that idea about how that reaction impacts you as a player. So if your coach is normally calm, cool, and collected, and something crazy happens in the game, something goes wrong, and that coach stays exactly the same. I'm feeling like, okay, if he thinks it's or she thinks it's uh, okay and normal, then I do too. Right. So we have the reactors. Then we have the group that I think most of us fall into, which is we overreact. Okay. So we are the engine in the red. We are the, the engine that's floored and, and the oil pressure's going up just like my blood pressure's going up. We make a mistake and my reaction is... So I see the coach going crazy. I'm going to go crazy. Or, or crazier, right? Right. And so the second group is the overreactors. And I think that's the group that an awful lot of us fall into. I have to admit freely and without any re- reservation that I spent my whole life as an overreactor. And partly because I think this is another trap that a lot of us fall into when we're coaching, 
that somehow it's more personal to us. We seem to think that we care more. We seem to think that it means more to us as the coaches than sometimes we think it means to our players. And so because we already have ourselves kind of set up for this feeling of, I care more than they do. It means more to me than it does to them. You know, I'm more invested than they are. Some you're sometimes trying to get a reaction out of them. Right. And, and But I think that it leads to and definitely sets you up to overreact to whatever happens. So a player makes a mistake and the overreactor is almost likely to take it personally. You know, they're, they're like, I can't believe you did that to me, let alone that you just made a mistake. I can't believe you did that to our team rather than you just, you know, made an error or struck out or whatever it is. And so the group that we want to try to definitely reach the most is the overreactors because that's not good for teams, not good for your personal well-being. And we talk about and hear all the time about coaches that burn out. Well, of the three groups we're going to talk about today, when we think about burnout candidates, when we think about the people that are most likely to they've, have a heart attack. They've or, been or, in the red too long. Yeah, they've been running that, that engine maxed out the, the, the whole time. They are the overreactors. They're the clipboard throwers they're the dirt kickers they're the screaming yellers they're the knock the bats uh, down right the and and again all those things that i can talk about because i like i said earlier i spent my whole life as an overreactor and to me the dumbest thing i ever thought and the the worst coaching i ever did was when i really took it too personally you know i would be really mad at umpires because i thought the umpires were out to get me right. you know, i would get really mad at players because i thought they didn't care as much as me you know, I would be really frustrated with our performance as a team because it was so personal to me that I couldn't, you know, separate the fact that people just make mistakes. Are they trying to make mistakes or are they, they making mistakes because they don't care? So overreactors, we, we got a lot of work to do. So the first group we talked about, yeah, the reactors. We, we can't really take something back. Once we've already expressed ourselves to that level, you can't wind it back and go, oh, I kind of want to take that back or right. even it back out. Yeah, which le- yeah, and that, and that leads us into the group that I think we want to create, that we want to start to train our coaches to think like, and that would be what I would call the underreactor. Let's think about, uh, you know, like a, a we, new... We got to bottle uh, it up and keep it inside. Right. Yeah, so we have, we have the, the nuclear power plant, so Chernobyl. Right. Something's going wrong. We have the reactors who are you know, slowly but surely methodically trying to maybe think of a solution. We have the overreactors that are doing things that are you know, making the problem worse, that are creating the much bigger likelihood of a gigantic meltdown. Bursting at the seams. And then what I think we need to be more of as a, from a coaching perspective is, is this underreactor, that person that is so calm, so cool, so collected that they can kind of take everything back a notch, pull everything back a step. So instead of even staying the same, we take a step in the other direction to make it even more calming, even more soothing, even more peaceful to hopefully get our team and our players out of the red, out of the yellow, and back into the green. No, I like it. And, and you touched on something when we think about the you can't take it back once you've done it. If, if your players are used to you always overreacting, how do you then be the coach that can calm them down? It's a very, very difficult challenge. On the go, that's tough. Right. In the middle of a game. Yeah, so your players are used to, if they make a mistake, they know you're going to lose your mind. They know you're going to overreact. They're so wired for that that they don't know 
how to, how, how to play process. well yeah. Yeah, in the zone. Yeah, they're, they're so wrapped up in your overreaction that they can't help but be affected by it. Because they know it's coming. Right. The reactor, the middle ground, I think is a gigantic improvement on the overreactor, but I still think it allows the things that are wrong to kind of stay wrong. The things that are pressure-packed kind of stay somewhat pressure-packed. They don't get worse, but they're not necessarily getting better either. We're not doing anything to pull everything back a, a step. You're making me think when I watch TV, how many of those coaches that have cameras on them, you know, are very calm and, you know, no matter what happens, it could right. be chaos. They don't necessarily show it in their face and they don't create an environment where their kids are worried to make the mistake or, or preoccupied or, or distracted right. from whatever the goal is. So I like what you're, yeah, what and, you're and describing so, there. And what I think is happening now is that we're having people that, whether they are categorizing it this way, whether they understand what they're doing, they really are becoming under-reactors. They are so calm in the face of adversity. They are so peaceful and at peace with what's going on. They're not throwing any more gas on the fire. They are you know, putting the fire out. They are pulling everybody back to a much calmer, much more peaceful state. And so instead of making it worse or keeping it the same, they've got a way about them, a, a way of doing things that is truly making things better. And so I think from a coaching perspective, you know, thinking back on how many times I wish I would have been that calming influence. Instead, I was the other way. I was the turn the pressure up even more. And it takes a really special player to be able to thrive in an environment where there's already a lot of pressure and then everybody around it is making it more pressure packed. I was going to throw that but in there, Tori. But sometimes I think that uh, a coach like yourself, you know your players and you know the situation and and there is a time to put your foot on the pedal and get the, you know, get the RPMs up there in the zone a little bit. Right. And, you know, so there's a balance. Maybe. Right. Well, yeah. I think the the balance is the crucial thing, but I think the message The overall is, demeanor right, should yeah, be... The message from, t- from today is, if my demeanor as a coach is I am always the calming influence, I am the underreactor, I show very little emotion, very little fire... You have room to push. Uh, right. Then when it feels like it's the right time or the right person to react, or even in certain situations to overreact, I think those changes then have a real impact. You have a... Yep, right. Yep, if, yep. if you're the coach that's always a reactor or an overreactor... There's very little... Right. And, and when you try to do something different, your players are almost as put off by the fact that you're trying to be calm now. It's a shock. Like... Whoa! What's wrong with you know, what's wrong with Coach today? I I can't believe that you know that he's not Mo- freaking out. Like, Monday's you know. going to be really bad. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. it's going to be really bad. And, and so I think that we need to set that tone of being that calming influence to start with, and then you know you can kind of pick and choose some spots, and then those spots might be really effective. You've got some room, right? Mm-hmm. Versus we could get a dozen players that played for me in here, and they would all tell you basically some version of the same story. We were so used to him always being mad that it stopped meaning very much to us. You right. know, the first the first time that was just how the world was. Yeah, the first time I saw it, you know, it really affected me. It really you know, made me think. I mean, it made me want to you know work harder, or try harder, or whatever. Well, the thirty fifth time, I was already was like, trying. Hard. Yeah, I'm I'm doing all I can, and he's still just being a jerk. So what's the what's the benefit? What's the payoff? Versus the and I think this is where the modern coaches are so much different. And and you mentioned it before. You know, when we watch a lot of these games on TV now, you watch these high level, you know, really successful softball coaches, and you don't see 
steam coming out of their ears. You don't see the bad body language. You don't see the facial the facial expressions, expressions the exasperation. Mm-hmm. You don't see the turn your back and walk away in frustration because we, we popped up a bunt or whatever Kicking that was, yeah. which was an everyday thing not that long ago. It was an all the time thing. If I had a nickel for every time I sighed, threw my hands up or turned my back because somebody popped up a bunt, we wouldn't need patrons. <laughs> Right. right. I mean, we, we'd, we'd be recording this from our tropical island retreat. On golden you know, mics? Maybe? Yeah, with uh, leopards and tigers and cages behind us because we would have so much money, we wouldn't know what to do with it all. So for our coaches now, this is, you know, this is meant to, you know, to give you something to think about. Which group are you in? If you're the overreactor, I think you're setting yourself up for a whole lot of aggravation and very little long-term sustainable success. You might have Flashes of brilliance. You might have the occasional kid that can take it. My personal experience, I can tell you for sure, there was a dozen kids over 30 years that thrived in the high pressure, pressure makes diamonds environment that I created. But there was probably 30 more that could have been amazing in a little bit different setting. So the overreactor, I think we're, we're headed for real trouble. The reactor... I think that's a gigantic step in the right direction, but it still sets you on a path for continuing the trend versus improving the trend. And the underreactor, that calm, quiet, cool, turn it up when I need to person is going to be a lot more impactful and I think a lot more successful. And especially in this current world, because you know, the days of screaming and yelling and kicking and throwing clipboards and stuff like that is really outside the norm. Changing a little. Yeah. Yeah. So coaches, there's something for you to think about. What group are you in? What group do you want to be in? When you're watching these college world series games on TV and you notice that all these coaches now look like they're watching a TV show, sitting on their couch or whatever, they're so calm and and quiet about it. And see where the RPMs are. Right. Maybe there's a a message to to take away from that. And I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of, you know, kicking and screaming and and, and acting the fool anymore. So hopefully that gives you something to think about. So that's going to wrap up episode number 188. Cool topic. Yeah, I thought it was a fun one. Uh, Please make sure you support Anderson Bat Company. Become a patron if you can. Go to patreon.com. Please send us your questions, comments, ideas, suggestions to everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. And make sure you go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your Square Cuts training discs there. You also have access to the blogs and the YouTube channel. Tons and tons and tons of information is available there on the, at the website. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.